welcome to another episode of the Community Board Podcast with your host Miguel Valdez and I'm, I'm here today in Denver, Colorado at the APHA with Melissa Green. With Melissa Green. With Melissa Green. Melissa, can you t uh, tell our friends uh, who are listening and they're not familiar with APHA, what is APHA? APHA is the American Public Health Association Conference, and it's a annual convention for people who are working in public health interventions and uh, who are students, who are doing research, and who are interested in improving health in our communities across the country. Great. And um, can you tell me a little bit about the booth that you have here? Yes, um, I'm here exhibiting with the Clinical Scholars booth. It's a national leadership program, and our program is funded by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Um, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation provides a lot of funding to help improve health in our communities across the across the country. And where are you located, or what do you flew, what do you came from to to here to Denver? Uh, well, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill is the national program center for the Clinical Scholars Program. And, and so can you give me some of the samples that you guys cover? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is a, it's a brand new program. Um, it's about a little less than a year old. Our program is for healthcare providers or practitioners who are in practice and have been licensed for at least five years. Um, they've had enough time to put their training into use. Um, and then they've also had some time to think about how to better improve health in their local communities. So you have to be, do they need to have some kind of engagement component? They should definitely have some kind of engagement com um, component. Um, they can be working in a local clinic, in a federally, health, federally qualified health center, for example. They can be working in a school system, in a public education system or health department. They can even be working in a college or university or for a local or state government. So, Can, can a church nurse can participate? Or what, what is the criteria? Oh, that's a really good question. So for our, per, it could be a school nurse or a church nurse as long as they have been licensed as a nurse and they've been in practice for at least five years. Um, they need to be seeing patients at least a little bit of their time, um, maybe a, a day a week would be okay. Um, and our program um, is for teams of providers. So a church nurse would definitely be appropriate or um a, somebody who works in a, as a school nurse, but in that example, the school nurse probably would want to work with uh, maybe a, a clinical counselor at the school or with a social worker, and they can be located at the school or they can be located in another institution. They can be in the same community, but located at the health department or at the un local university. And for your first year um, as a program, what kind of engagement have you guys done to, like, a, I'm seeing your booth here today, but what other outreach, or how, how do you guys try to get the message across? Right. Well, the way that we share information about our program is we are oftentimes we're coming to conferences like this, ideally conferences where different types of providers are coming together. So this is a conference where we have veterinarians, we have pharmacists, we have nurse pra um, nurses, we have or, and nurse practitioners, there are physicians here as well, uh, social workers. So we have a wide range of folks who are here at a conference like this. We um, also try to reach out to different associations like the National Association of Social Workers or the National Dental Association 
we've also reached out to our um, colleges and universities that have these programs and have encouraged them to reach out to their alumni networks. So um, what our program does is it actually provides a combination of some grant money or program dollars for these teams of healthcare providers who have innovative ideas of ways to improve health in their communities. And it also provides um, extensive leadership training to help them put those ideas into action. And doesn't need to be just urban setting, can be also rural? That's a really good uh, question. We definitely want to have um, folks who are working in urban settings, in rural settings, who are working in the tribal settings um, to uh, to take advantage of this opportunity. Our, um, our program is open to providers who are practicing in the U.S. and the U.S. territories. And what about representation? Representation? Uh, diversity for, for the people applying. Well, we do want diversity. We definitely want diversity. We want that, that wide range of lenses that people come to their practice with because of their own personal experiences. Um, so um, we, in our first, this is our first time, our first cohort of, of clinical scholar fellows, and we have a wide range of folks who are working with, um, in different communities. We have uh, folks who are working with Spanish-speaking communities. We have providers who are working with the Filipino immigrant community. We have providers who are working with um, the transgendered community in New York. So we're looking for a wide. We're looking for a diversity in terms of both the fellows and also in terms of the, the populations that they serve and um, are trying to um, and, and working with. I see here you have a, a map uh, where it shows the building a culture of health across the United States. Can you tell me about these sites that you have in place? Certainly. Um, so. In our first year of the Clinical Scholars Program, we, um, we awarded uh, eight teams who are working on complex health issues in their communities. And so those teams consist of 30 healthcare providers um, uh, across the country. So we have a team in California that is working on preventing health disparities in the Filipino immigrant community. The, that team consists of uh, physicians, psychologists, and occupational therapists. Um, so that's one example of a team and the kind of work they might be doing in their community. We have a team in Florida that um, is uh, working with the foster care with kids who are in the foster care system, and their focus is really on trying to help kids as they age out of the foster care system um, be able to make some. Um, be able to have um, unique well to have to have a, have have a, have have improved outcomes. You know, I mean, that's a really challenge to be dis, you know disconnected from your family, and then you know kids who are in the foster care system are oftentimes receive financial support from this from the state, but as soon as they turn 18, that resource and support is not available. And um, there are, there's limited, I think, help to help transition kids from the, all the other things that they deal with and then also having to deal with not having that financial support. Um, but this program is really helping them to deal with the whole context of those issues and also helping to provide some support and training to other kinds of pro other providers who work with kids in the foster care system and with families who um, are working to support those kids. 
So those Florida those are two staff, examples. Yeah, that was Florida. That's the example of the that's the program that's in Florida. Their team is called the Underdog Dreams, improving long term quality of life outcomes for Florida's foster youth and families. Great. So we're going to be putting information of your site, and people can look at this mm-hmm. in your website. Where can they can they find you guys? Information about you. They can find information about the Clinical Scholars Program at www.clinical-scholars.org. And uh, we are actually looking for new teams uh, who are working to improve health in their communities. And we will be, our applications for for folks in 2017 will open on January the 4th. And they need teams two to five members? They can have two to five healthcare providers on their team. They can have other members of their team as well, like they should be thinking about ways to engage um, patients or parents or other types of community members who are directly impacted by that particular health issue, whether they're helping them to help create the program, helping them to help implement it or advise it in in whatever way um, makes most sense in that particular, with that particular project. Um, but definitely. And what are the incentives looks like, or the grants? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, we provide our program provides um, program dollars, and so it depends on the size of the team. So the team receives a thirty-five thousand dollars per clinician on the team each year for three years. So if there are two clinicians on the team, the team receives seventy thousand dollars each year for three years. If there, for example, were five members of the team, the team receives $175,000. But they all have to be clinicians. They all have to be clinicians to be able to access those resources. But as a team, they can share them across... With community community members? Community members, yes. They can. They can and and are definitely encouraged to do that. This is so nice. Uh, Do you have a, a social media where people can follow you? We do. We do have a, on Twitter. We can be found at at CSP for the Clinical Scholars Program underscore UNC for the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and we also have a Facebook page, and that is Clinical Scholars. There's no spaces in between, and LinkedIn, and the same. It's the same Clinical Scholars. Well, thank you so much, and we're going to be posting here uh, the information, and uh, please make sure you follow us on Twitter on their community board podcast community board on facebook also you can find us on community board uh in our website under our smart ride network.net anything else that you want to share today so miguel i want to just thank you for this opportunity to talk about the clinical scholars program and thank you for all the work that you do to remind providers and researchers how important it is to engage communities and help them identify ways to engage communities in the work that that they're passionate about. Thank you, Nora, and, and thank you for congratulations on your first year, and, and you guys have been doing a lot. Hey, did we talk a little bit about the scholarships? So, um, so the Clinical Scholars Program is one of four national leadership programs, and I think I did not mention this, that clinical scholars who are in our program, they don't move. They stay in their home community. We meet a couple of times a year for leadership training, um, and that, that travel is covered by our program as well. So, and just to tell you a little bit about the three sister programs, there's a sister program for doctoral students who are interested in pursuing a PhD. Uh, What is PhD for people who's not familiar with that term? 
PhD is a doctoral degree or a, um, a philosophy, doctor of philosophy degree. And it is for somebody who is pursuing um, a, a degree in research. Typically, it's after they've gone to college and gotten a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. And so it's the next level. And so they are considered the an ultimate expert in that particular area. And so when we think about the folks who have PhDs and who are in positions to help change policies in our communities, we need more diversity and folks who are trained in health policy and other areas of, of health equity. So this program provides some grant support for uh, under, underrepresented, underrepresented groups to help them get through school. They provide $30,000 each year uh, for the first four years of programming for students who are in their first or second year of a doctoral program. And that could be a doctoral program in public health or regional planning. There's a wide range of different areas that are eligible for this program. Um, And as a part of that program, in addition to receiving those those funds, which is important, they also receive training in health policy and leadership training. Because oftentimes people don't get training in leadership unless they're getting a degree in leadership. So they come out with expertise in whatever area they're studying and then they also have these other skills as well and again this is a national program so they can be enrolled in a program in Minnesota in New Mexico in California and anywhere in the U.S. or U.S. territories. Well and and all that is under the clinical scholar programs? So this is a sister program so if you want to find out about this and our other leadership programs, you would go to www.changeleaders.org. And so it will share, that's a place to find out information about all four of the leadership programs. There is one other program that I think is really important to share with some of your listeners, and it's a program called the Culture of Health Leaders. Have you heard of that program, Miguel? So that program, Miguel, is for individuals who are in, who are in communities across the country who are passionate about improving health in their communities. They don't have to be have a specific training. Um, they don't have to have specific degrees. But their area of emphasis can be in their maybe an advocate or a parent who's interested in a particular health issue. They could be working in environmental justice. They could be working in the public education system. They could have a performing arts interest or in a business. And Neighborhood association or something like that. A neighborhood association can be uh, applying for well, members or yeah it, so it's for individuals but yeah. this be, it could be somebody who's been active in their na- local right. neighborhood association could apply to be a part of this program as well and so in this program um, people apply and they receive uh, it's a three-year program they receive twenty thousand dollars as a stipend to help them um, support their time because oftentimes these individuals who are helping to support the work in their communities don't receive stipends or don't receive incentives to, for their, their time and effort and in the first year, they receive leadership training. And in their second and third year, they receive some additional support to help them um, apply their leadership training and their passion to, to do a bold project in their communities. So that might be something of interest to some of your... Well, and what about if they already have uh, a program going on, but in a small scale? Would they be eligible to apply? They would be eligible to apply, if I understand what you're asking correctly, um, if some that probably would stand out as a good applicant because they already have done some work in their community and are showing some evidence of their leadership capabilities already. Okay, great. This is a lot of information. Yeah. And then lastly, there um, are one of the other programs that's a part of our 
our suite of sister programs is the Interdisciplinary Research Leaders Program. And that's a program for folks who are doing what, what some would call community-engaged research. So this is research that involves researchers but also community members or community organizations as partners in the development and implementation of the research. And so this program provides uh, resources and funding and leadership training for teams of three individuals. So there have to be two researchers and one community partner. Um, That particular team um, initially receives $20,000 for their work collectively thinking about how they're going to, what they might do collectively, and then they can also apply for additional research dollars. Great. We're going to be sharing the website, the site also where they can get the link so the people can get to that information. Uh, anything else that you want to share today? Um, I just want to share that I am really excited about all of these programs. I only work, get to work closely with the Clinical Scholars Program, but um, I would say this is kind of a dream opportunity to be in a position to help let people know about these opportunities and really, I think, for all four of these programs, our wish is that everyone who's eligible knows about them and they can make an informed decision about when to apply, whether to apply, um, and to really help make a difference in their home communities. I see here you have a flyer and this really paints the story. Can you describe it to our friends? <laughs> yes, um, this is a picture um, that's actually our, um, our fact sheet for the Clinical Scholars Program. It, it's, uh, it says redefine health in your community and it's a picture of two of our newest uh, Clinical Scholars Fellows it features uh, Lachelle Wardell, who's trained as a pharmacist, and Tanita Smith, who is a public health nurse. And these two women um, are very passionate about improving health in their community. Um, they ha- are working with the youth in Ferguson, Missouri, to really change the stem of violence and to do something proactive. I think everybody who's (laughs) listening to this is familiar with Ferguson in some way or another and has known that um, it is one of the uh, places in our country that has suffered uh, quite a bit of community violence um, and crime uh, against um, African Americans and the the this is one example of a program that is thinking completely outside of the box and thinking about really long-term what could be done, what the vision of creating a culture of health is one where everyone is able to live and play and work in their community and be safe and, um, and be able to kind of live to their fullest potential. And that's kind of the crux of what this team is trying to do with their project. And and what better way to invest in the community with, Uh, advocates and champions from their own communities. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you, and remember, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and find us on iTunes under Community Board Podcast and SoundCloud also, and stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you so much, and safe trips to North Carolina. Thank you.